in the beginning when I started, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like make pizza forever. This is gonna be great. And I'm learning that it's like a lot more, it's a lot of not making pizza. It, it's mostly not making pizza. What's happening? What's good, dough? It's your boy, Idrif. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, in case you're wondering. Today we have an amazing episode with Odie. He is the owner and operator of both Baby Blue Wood-Fired Pizza and the recently formed Boxcar Pizza serving up Detroit-style pizza. Now, the special thing about this amazing pizza that he's making is that it just happens to be vegan. Yes, today we go in on vegan pies, but we also go in on how Odie got started in the pizza game, how he splits his time between two different restaurants, and some of the some of the hard, scary lessons that he's had to learn uh, being an operator of a food cart, a poppin' food cart at that in, in, this, in the Portland scene, and opening up his own brick and mortar. So yes, it is going to be a great episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, Doe? All right, you know the drill by now if you've been listening. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Remember... Please share this with your pepperoni loving pals, your sausage slinging sidekicks, because my goal is to be able to share this with all those who love making pizza. Imagine a world that we lived in where everyone who made pizza had this much fun and joy and love and knowledge in doing it. So yes, continue to share this love and add me on Instagram. I appreciate all of you who have been following me. I have been getting questions on Instagram, asking them of our guests as you will be able to see in this episode. So please add me on IG, talk to me there. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Odie, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on, man. How are you doing? I love it. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. First question, you've listened to a couple podcasts before. You know how it goes. What's good, though? <laughs> I was waiting for that question. Um, man, there's 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 so much good dough, but in my opinion, like good dough is like is simple dough. Uh, for me, like naturally leavened, it's like starter, water, flour, uh, salt. That's kind of like like my deal. There's no two doughs that are alike. It's like snowflakes, you know? You're never gonna have the same dough twice. But uh, you could have a lot of good dough. For me, it's simple dough is the best dough. You don't gotta add like a bunch of stuff in it. So many people, when they find out that I do like vegan stuff are always like, but don't you put like, like eggs and milk in your dough and stuff like that? And I've never ever done anything like that. And, and most pizza people that I meet don't do that either. Cause it's, that's kind of like, a weird online thing that became or was like yeah put eggs and, and milk and stuff in your dough and not yeah. my thing I guess. is that how you kind of got started with simpler pies but like when i got started making pizza i was just like a just like a home cook and 
when I was doing that, that was a couple of years ago. I was, it was like dry yeast. I wasn't um, using a starter. It was um, dry yeast, but still simple, you know, like flour, salt, water, yeast. And then uh, when I got like serious about making pizza, I got uh, a job at, from Craig at Gracie's Pizza. Craig. And then that's when I got into like naturally leaving stuff. And, and you had Craig on your show. So, you know, that, that dude knows more about like wheat and grain and it, like than anyone I've ever met, you know? Um, so he was a great person to learn from, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started is like, just like as a home cook, getting really into it. Uh, I had a, had a uni pro for a while and I was just doing like backyard pizzas for the longest time. And then I would like post pictures of pizzas on Instagram. And my friend was like, dude, we're having a party. You should like come make pizzas for us here. And so I like did that and everyone was like, this is really good. And I was like, this could be, this could be like a thing, you know? And then when I got like serious about it, that's when I decided like, I should get a job at like a pizza place. So then I, I went and worked for Craig for a while and he like taught me, uh, he's definitely like my mentor. And like, you know, we still talk like, several times a week and all that stuff so did you specifically want to work with craig how did you get into craig's restaurant specifically that's kind of funny because when i knew when i was like okay i'm gonna like pursue making pizza i uh i emailed scotty from scotty's pizza and will from handsome's pizza and was like just out of the blue i was like would you all sit down with me and maybe talk like how y'all got started and like talk pizza and so we met up had coffee and they were saying like, yeah, they were talking to each other and they were like, cause Craig used to work for Will. And Scotty was like, seems like Craig's doing really well. And uh, Will was like, yeah, like things are going well and like, he's expanding and stuff like that. And then, so I started following Craig on Instagram. And then all of a sudden Craig puts out this post. It's like, hey, I'm looking to hire someone. And at that time I had two jobs and I was like, oh, I gotta get this, I gotta work for him too. And so I messaged him and I was like, dude, I'm super into pizza. Um, I'm vegan, I just make vegan pizzas, but like, I'm, I'm cool like making whatever kind of pizza you, you wanna make. Um, I have two other jobs, but like I'll make, I'll make time for this too. And Craig was awesome. He was like, that's perfect. It seems like it'd work out really well. And so I just like went down there one day and you know, started working for him and it was it was great it was it's kind of like things just it was like serendipitous almost where it's like things just kind of like worked out and in, in in the right order as luck would have it it just yeah <laughs> as luck would have it awesome good timing um you're vegan right you, yeah. you started you started two pizzerias that are vegan only but i i before we talk about that when did you become vegan so when I moved to Portland about six years ago is when I became vegan. Um, I moved here in November of 2014. And then like a few weeks after I moved here, there was this big snowstorm. And like Portland as a city is not really well equipped for snow. It's like not for heavy snow. Like if we get an inch, it's fine. But if we get like a foot, like the city shuts down, no one leaves their house. So I was just like, I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. <laughs> I was just like watching YouTube documentaries on that whole thing. And so, you know, as they say, like, I guess I, I drank the Kool-Aid and I watched some vegan, you know, some documentaries on veganism. And so I just kind of 
decided that that was, I was going to do that. And then that's actually kind of what got me into making pizza is because when I went vegan, pizza has always been my favorite food. Like I'm sure to, you know, for you, for many people, you know, it's like, it's always, it's always been the best. So, um, when I went vegan, I, I really missed like having like fucking really good pizza, you know? So I just became like a home pizza cook. I was like, I'll make my own pizza. Uh, and so that's when I got really into it is cause I just like missed it so much. As a, as a home pizza cook, I'm, I'm curious, what were some of the struggles then of making vegan pizza? Well, f- when I first started, I would like go to like Trader Joe's and buy like the dough. I'd be like, I'll make my own pizza. I buy like the dough that's like in the plastic and you know, you bring it home and like you buy like the can of marinara sauce and you're just like, this doesn't taste the same. (laughs) I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why isn't this as good? (laughs) Um, And then you kind of, uh, you know, then you go on like YouTube and you're like searching the internet for like, well, how do I make good pizza? Um, But yeah, so it was like, finding out how to make like good vegan cheese. Cause there's a lot of vegan, vegan cheese has come like a long way. Um, and it's, you know, in, in its beginning stages, it was terrible. You know, let's be real. It was really bad. Um, it's come a long way. And then, you know, I had to learn how to like make my own dough, which was huge because yeah, like I said, I would just like go and buy like store-bought dough and it was, and I, I would, you know, you bake that in an oven at like 400 degrees, like at a home oven. And it was, it's just like, not the same and kind of like troubleshooting, like, why is what I'm making at home? Not like what I'm finding in pizzerias. So like, mm-hmm. that was kind of the journey is just like figuring out quality ingredients and like, you know, getting through the learning curve, right? Yeah. The learning curve. And like, you have to kind of become a baker because that's, you know, Pizza, in my opinion, is like 90% dough. Right. You know, that's like the base. Yeah. So, yeah, you kind of have to like figure out your dough recipe and all that stuff. And that's why going and working for Craig was so crucial because like, but like I had never worked with like naturally even dough before I went and worked for him. And it was kind of like just like a crash course. And he's like so matter of fact about everything that like I learned super quick. And he's just like straightforward, super cool guy and taught me so much stuff. And, Actually, the first time he was like, dude, just take some of my starter. And the starter that I have at my shops was is from him. And his starter he's had for like years and years. And he was like, dude, just take some of my starter. And so like I go in for a shift and I'm like sick, brought like Tupperware. And I like put the starter in and I go and I put it in my car. And I didn't even know like how much it was going to rise. And after my shift, I go out to my car and it had risen over and it had gone all into my gear shift i was like oh no i was like oh and it's because this was like summer in portland it's like super hot so it's like super active you know so yeah i was like digging out chunks of starter from my gear shift (laughs) months after that just like dried starter oh i've i've had explosive starter once and thank you for sharing the whole like people share their starter thing i think yeah, a lot of people just give away their starter for free. So if you can't get like the hard part of starting up your own starter, yeah, uh, yeah, ask people for their for their waste. I mean, it's going in the trash unless exactly. they're saving it. A lot um, of people will have messaged me and been like, "How do I get my starter?" I was like, "Dude, come to me, and I'll just I'm like, just bring Tupperware, and I'll give you a handful of it, and then feed it in six hours, and then like look up online how to take care of it, and then you have a starter." 
good. No, to and you'll have it forever. If you take care of it, you have that forever. Yeah, seriously. As long as there isn't mold and it, it still looks okay, keep it going. Mm -hmm. Keep it rocking. Keep it going. So working working with Craig, I mean, for me, if I'm gonna work at a pizzeria, I gotta be able to eat there. That was like that was like my main thing when I was working at a pizzeria. I was like, if I'm gonna work at one, I gotta be able to eat it. Does Craig or did Craig ever supply vegan cheese? No, that's not really his thing, is he's much more like he calls like vegan cheese, like fake cheese and stuff like that, which is, you know, some people, it's not like their thing. Um, so his, like, he would make vegan pies, but he would just use, it would just be like marinara pies with like seasonal, you know, vegetables Veggies. and stuff like that. And like, he does a lot of ferments. So like, he would do like ferments on them. Um, so he wouldn't do anything like that. And I brought in like a couple of cheeses for him to try and stuff. And he would, it was never really his thing. He would always be like, this one's not too weird, you know, but he's more <laughs> of just like, uh, maybe a, a purist is how you would call it, you know? Because that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which is so, and that's such a great answer. Like this one's not that weird. And it's like, at the time I was like, oh, he hates it. But, um, <laughs> now I just like, you know, that's just who Craig is. He's yeah. He just cut and dry and tell you how it is. Straight up. Cool. So working for him, how long did you say you were working for Craig? I worked for him for about a year and I was doing pop-ups like um just pizza pop-ups like at around different places in Portland for that time too. Um trying to like kind of start the start my whole thing and like let people know that I was trying to do it and see if people liked it too. Right. Um, so yeah, while I was working for him, I was doing that and he was all super like very supportive through all that, like kind of, you know, giving me advice and he came to the pop-ups and like, if it was super busy. He'd be like, dude, you need me to help. Um, but yeah, so I was working for him about a year and then doing pop-ups, like saving up money to try and get the, uh, Cause I started a food car. That was like my first thing. And I still have that. And that's a wood fired, uh, card. Right. Um, so I was like getting money together for that. Cause that was like super expensive. Cause the, uh, the food cart scene in Portland is like super big. Right. Huge, huge, but getting like a wood fired oven, uh, into a food cart, I thought was going to be easier than it actually was. Uh, and I learned quickly that I was going to have to have a food cart built from the ground up, you know, cause I got a Forno Bravo Vesuvio 100 in it. And it's like, I think it's 3,500 pounds. Shit. And yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, in my head, I was like, I'm going to buy a used food cart. I'm going to pay someone to take a wall off and then they're going to put in the thing, you know, and then put the wall back on. And then I was like kind of figuring out how much all this was going to cost. And I was like, dude, it's actually going to be cheaper and better just to build one from the ground up because because then you know because it's like it has to be like a double axle trailer you know you don't want to show up and your oven fell through the floor in the middle of the night you know yeah so um yeah and in the beginning i was like oh i'm gonna take it everywhere and i'm gonna like go to festivals and like sell pizza there but it's like they, that thing is so heavy you have to have like a crazy truck to move that cart so it's like it, it's parked and it stays yeah um, yeah yeah and um that is baby blue right yeah baby blue yeah okay now that i'm thinking about it craig is 
the perfect mentor. I mean, he's literally, you know, he does simple food. He does, he did the pop-up scene and then he did his truck. Yeah. And I'm guessing that, you know, he, he was able to help answer a bunch of questions with the truck and all that stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And going and working in a food cart and a, a pizza food cart was so, so important. Like if I didn't, if I didn't do that and I started the cart, I, I'm sure it would have gone under like in a couple months. Like I learned so much so quick. Cause I had, I've been, I've always been in like the restaurant industry. Uh-huh. Um, and, but I've been more like front of house, you know, kind of thing. Like, I, and I was like bartending for a long time. Um, like I said, I was like, before we started filming and I was like talking about being in bands and stuff, I was bartending, playing in bands and stuff like that. So when I decided I wanted to do pizza, I was like, okay, I gotta do like, I gotta learn in like back of house and all that stuff. So yeah, it was perfect going and learning from Craig because his car or his truck was even smaller than mine. And his oven was smaller than mine. Um, and we actually did go around and do events and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was just like the perfect way to learn. And uh, with the food cart, you have to be like kind of creative about like your space and how you store things and like what you buy when and your refrigeration, especially with pizza. Cause it's like all your dough has to be refrigerated in uh, so my dough is a 48 hour ferment. So it's like, I got a bulk dough fermenting and I got rolled dough fermenting. And then we have the dough that we're using that night. So it's like so much refrigeration space is taken up just from dough. Yeah. Um, so you have to get creative. It's just like a big game of Tetris of like fitting <laughs> things in the refrigerator and being like, you're at the store and you're like, can I fit this bag of garlic or this thing of kale in the refrigerator? You're like, I also have to get these mushrooms. Yeah. Can so, it wait? Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, no, all right, it'll wait. Cause I mean, the oven is huge too. The oven takes up so much space in there too. So it's, that makes sense. Yeah. You I just was... gotta be creative with it. Right, right, right. How was the permitting process since, um, rather than taking over an existing one, you had to build one from the ground up. Was that easy? It was pretty easy. I mean, it was really expensive to build the the cart. Um, but the guy I had built it, like, builds other ones professionally. And he was like, yeah, like, oh, it will for sure be permitted. Like, the person will come and check it out. And he'll be like, yeah, this is fine. Um, and that's actually how it went. Like, the guy built it. And then the health department came out. They checked it out. And it was, like, cool. I mean, you have to pay the city to... You know, there's just like permitting fees and everything like that, but it passed like the health inspection the first, which is cool because like a lot of food carts, especially older ones could have some problems passing and then that get expensive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like Portland will change, like, you know, this is how like, this is what like your gray water has to be doing and all that stuff. Or this is how you can like get rid of your gray water and all that stuff. So having it built from the ground up was good in that aspect, but it was just like super expensive. It's a trade-off. You, it's a trade-off, yeah. You're paying to make sure that things go effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just happy that the money that you invested ended up, you know, getting everything approved and then you're off and off to the races, ready to make pizza. Off to the races, exactly. And it was, it was wild starting off. It was because I had never, I've always worked in restaurants, but I'd never like managed restaurants. Yeah. 
and it's just like constantly putting out fires like and literally one time the car caught on fire and i had to put the fire out like it was like it's like and then you know and in the beginning it was it was me and then just one other person uh my first employee uh was his name gus he still works with me and he's actually managing the car now that i have boxcar going um but that first year of being in business was so like up and down and i didn't know how you know i didn't understand what winter was going to be like in portland in the food cart scene and it, it gets really slow so that was kind of tough but it, it was a lot of learning but you know you just got to be determined and be like sometimes you just got to tighten your belt a little bit and make it through you know yeah. onward and upward onward and upward sometimes onward and down and sometimes you know <laughs> it's every direction as long as the as long as the trajectory is you know positively forward yeah, yeah. exactly yeah exactly what uh, just out of curiosity what what caused the fire so, um, we had a, an exhaust at the top and actually the guy who built it, uh, shouldn't have put this exhaust there because it's sucking out, you know, a wood fired oven is between 700, 800 degrees. I, I like to run it around like 730. That's like, that's your sweet spot. Yeah. At that time, I, at the beginning I was running it hotter. So it might've been 760 either way. It's just like hot as hell. Um, and there was a wire going through there. And I think it was, I think it was for the exhaust, but he didn't put conduit around it, which is like the coating you're supposed to put on wire if it's going to be exposed to heat like that. Mm. And then it just melted. And then all of a sudden, all the power goes out in the, and this is the middle of dinner rush. The power goes out. Uh, and I'm like, what the hell? And Gus looks at me, he's like, is it okay? And I like, I open up the breaker and I like start flipping things and nothing's happening. And he's like, Gus is like, should we get out of here? And I like walk over and I look up in the, the vent of the exhaust and there's flames, oh, like flames going out. I was like, get out, get out, get out. And I like take the fire extinguisher. I'm just like firing it up there. Um, and actually my partner was there and she was like, yeah, I saw all that. She, she was there with her sister because she was visiting in, in town and they were eating there, but like outside. She was like, I saw all this black smoke coming out and I thought you just thrown like a bunch of logs on the fire or something. But yeah, it turns out the whole thing was on fire and uh, I took off the vent. I was looking up there and so much of it was charred up there. It was like, yeah, but um, you know, it's, it's all part of it. That's, that's cart life, you know, <laughs> but not fires. Sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, fortunately, it seems like no one was hurt. Did uh... oh, Yeah, yeah, no one was hurt. Uh, it was it was cool the guy who built it came and fixed it um and yeah now it's like just like a kind of a funny story i guess good well thank yeah. you for sharing yeah for sure <laughs> so i guess where i want to take this before we like do a, a, a deeper dive on pizza i kind of just wanted to get your thoughts on like how you how you made the decision to open up a second restaurant because most people say don't even start the first <laughs> and you're over here like let's double down baby dude that was what that one was really hard and especially um because we only opened up a few months ago so we opened up in the middle of covid like the middle of the pandemic right and basically how it was was um 
so that guy that I told you when I was posting pictures on Instagram and he was like, come and make pizza in my backyard and we're having a party. And then that's kind of how my first car got started. He was like, dude, I was driving by this pizza place and it's going out of business. It's for sale. Like you should buy it. And, um, in my head, I was like, dude, fuck no. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm trying this. Uh, I'm already got this place going. I'm worried about that. Um, oh, what I should say is that at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything shut down, I got really into making Detroit style pizza at my house. Um, Cause like I shut the cart down for about a month. So I was just like making a bunch. I was like, what different kind of pizzas can I make at my house? Mm-hmm. So it was like making like, trying to make like New York style, Sicilian style, Detroit style. And like, I bought a bunch of like the special blue steel pan or not a bunch, I bought one blue steel pan. And uh, I just like loved making Detroit style. So this, my buddy Luke was like, dude, you should go check out this pizza place. Um, and like I said, at first I was like, no way. And then like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be like, maybe, you know? <laughs> Cause like everyone who starts a food cart, like 99% of people will tell you that their dream is to have a brick and mortar. You know, they go to the food cart cause that's kind of like feasibly like economic, that's what they can afford to do. Right. Um, and then like the next morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go like look in the windows. So like I go and I look in the windows and it's a turnkey pizza place. Um, but it's got like, it's old and it's got like a conveyor belt oven in it and all that stuff. And so I'm like looking at that and I'm like, dude, maybe I can just do Detroit style pizza in this place. Like I'll switch it up. I've been really into doing this. And then it turns out the landlord of that place was Craig's landlord at his shop. Oh. And I get in contact with him. Landlord's name's Kevin, super cool guy. Um, really cool guy. Made it easy for me to get in there. Um, made it like affordable and like worked with me on the price. Cause it's kind of a weird time right now. It's a really weird time right now. So, um, yeah, it was just like, like, yeah, I went and looked in the windows and I was like, you know what, you know what I think it was is I read, this was like when the murder hornets were coming. And after I read the murder hornets were coming, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> like the world is just crazy. What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Um, get stung tomorrow i better make my dreams happen yeah i'm like i'm like who knows what tomorrow's gonna bring there's more murder hornets there's a pandemic like there's really there's like uh big protests happening in portland you know um i'm sure you you probably heard about those read about those um so yeah um i got into that place and then i just i basically like painted the walls and then opened up like in a few weeks because the way that it's functioning right now and when I opened and right now is it's basically functioning as a food cart where it's like people aren't coming inside because of the pandemic so it's like people are coming to the door and we have a little barrier there they order online they come to the door and I pass the pizza to them you know it's I don't even have a menu on the wall right now I just hung up some art like it's when we started a few months ago, it, it was so bare bones, you know, it was me and one other person. And then Gus was running the car with one other person. Um, but now that things have kind of progressed a little bit, like, you know, I got some art on the walls and all that stuff and things are kind of finding their places. Like in the beginning, it was like, it's a small space. It's much bigger than a food car, but it's only 635 square feet. So it was like pizza boxes are everywhere and you know, all this stuff. So things are just stacking up. Um, 
which was kind of a blessing because it was like, I could buy this place and then I can open it in a few weeks. Like I could just start, start making one to, to pay rent, to pay the bills and then to buy other things. Um, so it's kind of funny how it worked out. It was just, like I said, it was a lot of luck and a lot of hard work and it, 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 it's been working out so far. Yeah. You start experimenting with different styles and then, I mean, you found the conveyor belt oven, which I see in a lot of Detroit style pizza places and boom, mm -hmm. right there. And it's, you make it sound super turnkey. Like you're able to start, you just threw on a fresh coat of paint and then bam. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, one thing that's so great about like the pizza industry is that if you have a question as a person starting up, I, I, I reach out to people and a hundred percent of the time they answer. Like, like I said, like when I was starting the card, I reached out to Scotty and Will and I was like, Hey, would you sit down with me? When I saw this and I saw like the conveyor belt oven, uh, do you know square pie guys in yeah. uh, San Francisco? Danny, Danny and Mark. Yeah. I reached out to Mark cause Mark and I, we've never met in person, but like we chat in the DMS all the time. Right. So I reached out to him and I was like, Hey man, what kind of oven do you guys use? And they have a conveyor belt oven down there. They do. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, asking him questions. I was like, so what temp are you cooking it at? And like, you know, all this stuff and asking about their dough and he's, everyone's like just so forthright. Like there's no secrets, which is so cool. Like everyone's just like open to, to, to lifting everyone up. You know, there's enough people in the world that, you know, everyone wants to eat pizza. There's not, it's not like a super crazy competition. It's more like community. It's like community over competition. Definitely. I love that. And I'm, I'm glad you've been able to put out a product because of that, you know, because you have other people to lean on. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I try and do that too. It's like if people, cause I get a lot of DMS too about like mostly uh, from baby blue, like people doing like wood fired stuff from like across the country who are like, yeah, asking questions about doing pop-ups and starting up this and like getting licensed and getting permitted and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't hold back anything. Cause it's like when I'm, and I'm still consider myself like coming up or whatever, but like when I was getting started, uh, I had so many questions and no one held back any answers. So it was like, I, I want to pass that on too, you know? Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I, I get the same love and I try to show the same love too. Yeah. So anyone listening keep it keep keep the love going keep the love going yeah for sure we need more pizza people to succeed and 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 lift the pizza game up yeah 100 percent. hey i'm so sorry can we press pause for one second oh, i just yeah. got a text from someone at the pizza shop and i oh, just yeah. do your thing do your thing all right thank you so much i'm yeah, so sorry yeah, of course of course i just have to uh we just sold out of one of the things so i got a uh good problems Good problems, you know, but I hate to do it right now, but I'm getting texts that's like, yo, we need to change the menu online. <laughs> do that, handle that, handle that. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's like, it's always kind of like, not, I mean, this isn't like putting out a fire, but it's like, oh, you're kind of just always like doing something, which is, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, they, you're, you're the leader, so they're going to reach out to you when necessary. Totally. Totally. Right. All right. Cool. Sorry about that, man. No, you're good. Um, having having two restaurants how do you split your time now and do you think it's going to stay that way 
So right now, 95% of my time is at Boxcar. I'm there every day. It's the baby. But I also have to go buy Baby Blue a lot because, because it's a food cart. There's not like a ton of storage there. So it's like I have this, the, like the wood at, in a shed behind my house. So it's like I bring the wood there in the morning. And, um, but like I said, Gus uh, is basically the manager of that. So he does the shopping for it and all that stuff and kind of runs that. But um, yeah, I'm at Boxcar like 90% of the time. And Baby Blue is like running mostly on its own, but I have to do like, you know, like right there, I just had to field like a text and do that thing. But just just like random stuff like that and like figure out what the next special is going to be and like go make one, take some pictures, do the gram, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, right now it's like in the morning I wake up, go to Boxcar, make, make dough, uh, portion dough you gotta pan it out it's a lot different than um, wood-fired dough I mean it's not a lot different it's basically the same stuff it's still naturally leaving but there's oil in this and you, you pan it instead of you instead of rolling it um, which actually takes a little bit more time so yeah I go to there and do prep um, and then in the beginning of boxcar I was working from the prep shift all the way through to the night and then once it, once I realized like, okay, like people are coming and like, I can afford to hire some people to work the night shifts. That was super important because like, I was just exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. And it was fun. Cause it's like, you're doing your own, like you're building something and it's cool. But I'd wake up in the morning, my alarm would go off at six and I would just kind of be like dreading, like, dude, I'm so tired. My hands hurt. Like, like, you know, like, just your body aches and you're like, I'm tired. And like, I'm going to go work for like the next 16 hours. Um, But yeah, so it's been going well. So I've been able to hire some help. And uh, now I mostly just am there in the morning time doing like prep and stuff like that. And then like once like the night crew gets there, I'll like head out. And um, after I did like today, after I did that, I went to baby blue and I made, um, I figured out like some specials for next week and uh, like made, made a couple, like took some pictures and stuff like that. And so that's kind of cool. Like where I'm at now is it's becoming more of like manager owner kind of thing. Like in the beginning, when I started, I was like, yeah, I was going to like make pizza forever. This is going to be great. And I'm learning that it's like a lot more, it's a lot of not making pizza. It's mostly not making pizza. Um, but I'm kind of learning to love that where it's every day is a little bit different, um, and kind of a little bit the same, I guess, but you know, just day by day and learning how to like be a owner manager and less an owner operator. For sure. You're, Mm -hmm. you're supporting your crew, making sure they have what they need to succeed and put out your product and you're hopefully training them to maybe be the next Gus or maybe be the next you so that you can shift your time to other things. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that was one thing that was really hard for me to learn was like training people, um, to do things, to, to do things like how I want them. And that kind of sounds weird, but it's like, 
No, I, I, I know exactly what you mean, but feel free to elaborate. Yeah, there's like, I mean, there's different avenues to get to your final product and I'm fine with anyone taking whatever avenue, but I've never been really good at articulating about like, this is how you do things. Like for me as a learner, I'm a visual learner. It's like, I watch someone do it. And for me with pizza, it was always like, like with the dough, a lot of it was like by feel. So it was like, it's like, yeah, you feel it like this. And like, this is like, okay, now we fold the dough and, we, and then we're going to wait like, you know, 30 minutes, we'll fold the dough again. And then it's like, you can, if you look at the dough, like you have to touch the dough like this. And then like, now, you know, like it's ready or like, now you have to put it in the refrigerator because you got to slow it down. Um, so it was really hard for me to learn to like articulate things like that. Cause I was, for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, like, this is how it's done. You know, I was never really good at like teaching people things. I don't think, but I'm learning how to do that. Cause it's like, it, that's like what the job is now for me is like showing people how to, how to do it. And like at baby blue, Gus has been there since day one and he's, you know, so he makes pizzas like a lot, like how I make pizzas. And then there's another guy there right now. Matt, who makes pizzas, he shapes pizzas different. And he actually like throws the pizzas in the air because he was, he'd never been in pizza before. And like, he got super stoked on working there. And he was like watching a lot of YouTube videos. And he was like, yeah, I want to like throw the dough in the air. And I was like, that's like, as long as we can reach the same ending, like as long as the pizza comes out of the oven, if it, and no one knows if I made it or you made it or Gus made it or whoever made it, like that's cool with me. <laughs> I'm not a person that throws in the air mostly because Craig taught me and Craig's dough is so fragile. Like yeah. you gotta be so sensitive with it. So like with my dough, I'm like super fragile. But then you look at Matt and he's just like, boom, boom. Um, so yeah, my thing is like, as long as we can just reach the same ending, that's cool. That's very chill. Yeah. And I, I could definitely see how that, that could work. I would be afraid that, you know, you, it wouldn't come out the same way that you wanted it to. But if you're saying that throwing the dough and he's getting a similar result, then cool. Have, have I was super afraid of that too. And it, you know, the thing is, is like, it does, it, it comes out almost, almost the same, you know, sometimes it's a little bit too thin on bottom but it, it, you know in the beginning it was like a little bit too thin on bottom yeah. but uh that was also just part of the learning curve you know um it's just like someone learning how to make pizza and learning like i think he was learning like when to throw it in the air and i've never learned how to throw it in the air and honestly it's like that's not really something i'm interested in doing yeah um but like I said, just like reaching the, reaching the same ending and just making good pizza for people. So people like, know like it's going to be the same or very similar every time. Yeah. I mean, there has to be like a healthy balance for him to feel comfortable and happy at work. Right. And if you take that away from him, he may not want to go back to work, but if, totally. it's, if it's coming out 95% of the time, great, then shit, let him have it. Let him have his fun. Yeah. I'm really big on people just having like autonomy where it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm bad at being, at telling people like, this is what you have to do. And you know, it's my way or the highway. Like that's not really ever been my thing. I'm more of like, I can, I'll push you in a direction. I'll encourage you to do things. And you know, and, and I feel like you'll make it there. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not like, 
you know, if you don't do it this exact way, then fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I'm big on people's autonomy and like, you know, I don't think that I have all the answers, you know, so it's, and I could learn from other people too. And I have always learned from other people, you know, so it's, and I continue to, so, Definitely. you know, I don't know. Keep doing you and you'll figure out what works. I mean, I have no experience in that, but as you, as you stick with the game, these are the things you're going to learn as a business owner. For sure. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Well, it seems like you have a cool set of crew who are, who, who got your back. So you're probably doing the right thing. I, I hope man. And honestly, like, I, I kind of think I have, I do. And like, I think giving people like autonomy makes them like want to, hang around and it's like you know it's not like free reign it's like there are parameters that you know of course you know there are like rule like general rules and parameters but it's like if you let people be like yeah you can experiment all the time and like i'm so open to people being like how about this for a special and a lot of times it's like i'm kind of like that might not work yeah uh, especially in the beginning um but like a lot of times it does work you know so it's uh, I'm just really big on like collaboration and people just like bringing their personality to the business, yeah. you know? Cause it's like, I hire people cause it's like, I like you as a person. I'm, I want to bring you onto this. I want like you to be like representative of like what we're doing here. For sure. I, I love that you give people that, you know, that creative opening for them to experiment and show out and like you give them creative fe uh, constructive feedback this may not work but it, you leave the door open for more um experiments and then who knows something might take off and you're gonna be one happy business owner because boom you got a new special that people love yeah 100 percent. yeah so yeah it's been cool i don't want i never want anyone to be like afraid to like approach me or anything like that and i don't think anyone would be because i don't i've never been an intimidating person by any means or you know any of that so it's like i want there to just be like open dialogue and my main thing is like i will do everything in my power to make sure you're happy and like i have your back and like i just hope that you can like reciprocate that to, to me kind of thing you know very cool very cool Thank you for sharing that. Um, let's talk about your pizza. My first experience with vegan cheese was super poor. It didn't uh, melt, tasted kind of funky. Yeah. And so I, I really, really, really want to learn from you. Any tips, tricks, anything for a home cook, anything for a, a professional wanting to add vegan to their menu. I want to hear it all if you can. Yeah. In the beginning of vegan cheese, you're totally right where it's like this doesn't melt it doesn't taste like cheese it like just sticks to the roof of your mouth and your teeth and it's also kind of like grainy that was like the beginning of vegan cheese like you know back in the heyday and that was it for a long time and um so right now our cheese is uh coconut oil uh vegetable starches and capicaraginian which is like a it, it's a red seaweed extract and that um causes it to like coagulate and kind of solidify um and for me the key to getting uh vegan cheese to melt is one you have to it has to be coconut oil it has to be oil based coconut oil based you have to cook it at a high temperature and you have to spray just like a little bit of olive oil on top of it 
that helps it that kind of acts as like a, a spreading it oh, yeah, yeah exactly. like it, it'll just like the oil will kind of help it just like spread out a little bit mm. um so you you put the cheese on top and then you drizzle oil over it yeah just like a little bit of olive oil mm. um at baby blue just a little bit of olive oil at boxcar those pizzas are like a little heavier on the oil just you know by what they are you know detroit style pizzas heavier on the oil um so yeah it's like vegan cheese used to be just kind of like this weird i don't even know what it used to be made of but it was terrible and like i don't want to fucking like call out any companies or whatever but like dia was the first vegan cheese i think that's what i had for the first oh, bad. it's so bad dude and i feel bad saying that because a lot of times like their reps will come by still come by like oh no literally two days ago a rep came by and dropped off like this bag of cheese. And I was like, this is like our new, they're kind of like trying to rebrand or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, so turned off by it. In the beginning, it was cool. It was like, before there was any other vegan cheese, this is the only vegan cheese. So hooray, like this is what we have, you know, but things have really developed. Um, and there's like a bunch of like awesome cookbooks. Uh, oh wait, what do I do? This book, the non-dairy evolution cookbook. Guy Michael Conroy, that dude, that this dude is where I learned like basically everything. This book. Ooh. Um, thank you for sharing. What a yeah, of course. That one, dude. This one is, and he does a lot of. He also does one that's called um, Beyond Satan, and it's about like making fake meats out of Satan. Yeah. Um, for those so, who yeah, don't know, what is Satan exactly? Seitan is uh, a gluten-based meat. So it's basically, you make a dough. It, it's, it's based on a vital wheat gluten. So what vital wheat gluten is, it's just gluten. So it's like developed wheat, but if you were to wash away all the starch, so it just leaves you with the gluten. And you make a dough out of that. And um, there's different ways, like there's different ways to cook it. Um, I poach it, but you can also steam it. So like we have fried chicken at the, uh, at the shop. So it's like at boxcar at boxcar. Yeah. At boxcar and at baby blue. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah. And so I, uh, vital, I get vital wheat gluten and it looks a lot just like regular flour, but it's different cause there's no starch in it. Ton of spices, um, like tahini, stuff like that. You make a dough out of it and then I poach it in boiling water for about an hour take it out and then I dredge it and then I fry it. And so it's a lot like, and I, honestly, dude, I've had meters be like, dude, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it sounds I, fucking good. Yeah, and I do pepperoni, pepperoni similar to where it's like, and, you know, instead of tahini, it's like tomato paste and a ton of smoked paprika, like, uh, you know, pepper, salt, mustard powder, all this stuff. Um, it's just kind of about like finding the right seasonings. Cause like, but people who eat meat, like you don't really just eat like meat, unseasoned meat. Like you still season your meat. You just got to find how to like season your seitan similarly, you know? Yeah. I mean, pretty much the only thing that like one would, I think if you got the flavor down, it's just about texture. And then when you think about it, what you're talking about is seasoned fried dough. And that's, exactly. that sounds fucking bomb. Exactly. And so what the thing for me finding out about like doing like with the fried chicken um was poaching the seitan 
to the right amount. So after, so after I'd poach it, it was like still very much underdone because then you fry it and it cooks a little bit more, but then you put it on a pizza and it cooks through the oven. So you got to find out like, cause you don't want it coming out and being like super rubbery and like, right. you want it like be juicy and like mm. flavorful. You want it to be like chicken, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people are like, why do vegans try and replicate meat if they hate meat so much? And it's like, dude, no one ever said meat was bad. Like meat, it tastes really good, but mostly it's like people are just like, I don't agree with like the politics or like the morality or whatever. And I'm not here to say what's right or wrong. I'm not the vegan who's like, you need to change everything. I don't want the selling point to be like, this is vegan pizza. I want it to be like, people come and like, this is really good pizza. And it just happens to be vegan, you know? I love that. I love that line. Is Satan the only meat you use uh oh no because i we do uh, like a crumbly sausage and that's um out of this thing called textured vegetable protein mm-hmm. which is tvp by short um which is i don't actually know exactly what that's made out of but it comes like when you get it out of the bag it's super starchy crumbly like it's almost like frosted flakes or something you know like it's like the cereal and then um like for the sausage i do like you know liquid smoke um, uh, Bragg's, uh, uh, liquid mm-hmm. aminos, mm-hmm. bunch of different spices. And then it kind of like soaks it all up and then it becomes like this nice crumbly sausage and stuff like that. So it's like, I do TV textured vegetable protein and seitan. Um, the textured vegetable protein is nice because it's uh, also gluten-free because we do gluten-free pizza at the, at both shops too. Um, so that can be like, you know, um, uh, a meat that gluten-free people can eat too, but the seitan is gluten-based, so gluten-free people can eat that. Um, I found in like going down like the vegan, being like in the vegan scene, when you go into like certain dietary restrictions, oftentimes there's a lot more dietary restrictions of people in that. Like I get a lot of people messaging me being like, hey, really bad nut allergy. Do you use nuts in your stuff? Cause it's like, uh, yeah, I just found like people who have certain allergies to like certain things oftentimes will, you know, not be able to eat a lot of other things. So that's why I was like, well, we, we should really do gluten-free pizza too and offer that to people. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're very inclusive of folks who have these intolerances or, you know, choose a certain lifestyle. That's great. Um, going back to cheese, and the and the proteins that you make do you make all of them in-house yeah so the mozzarella that i use on the pizzas at boxcar now i can't because i just i can't keep up with the volume um which is like a good problem to have um but now i i source it through a company called good planet which is the best the best vegan cheese i've found um, and I've recommended that to a lot of people who've come to the, who've come by and been like, dude, what is this cheese? It's so good. And s- people haven't had the same success cooking at home oven in their home oven because it can't, the home ovens get up to like 500 at most 550. So it's like, you can't really get up to like that 700, you know, 600 where you need to be to like make it actually melt. Um, but yeah, good planet cheese is that that's the best mozzarella I've found. Um, I do a caprese salad at the, at baby blue, which we still make the mozzarella for that. Um, which I don't think will ever change. Cause like, I'm super, super stoked on these mozzarella balls that we make. Um, 
people have been like raving about it. They've been like, dude, you should sell these like wholesale or something. Um, so yeah, but like that cheese is, and every cheese I make is uh, coconut oil based. Same with the good planet that I buy. It, it's all pretty similar. Coconut oil based, uh, vegetable starches, and then like a binding agent. Like the seaweed. Yeah, exactly. And you mix it all, you blend it up and then you basically just like put it on like low heat and you stir it for a long time and it kind of becomes like fondue consistency almost Mm. and like that's kind of when you know you're done and then like you pour it in like a forming tray or whatever or like for the mozzarella balls i just take a teaspoon and like start teaspooning out little mozzarella balls into into water um and yeah and after that hardens you can just like shred it up and it's 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 really good and it melts and it like has that flavor and it's it's good really cool um so if people don't have access to good planet and i mean obviously they can make their own and also you said you know a lot of them need 600 to 700 degrees to melt do you have any recommendations for cheeses that you can get you know at your grocery store or ones that don't need 600, 700 degrees to melt for the home cook. The next, the next best thing that I found uh, would definitely be Violife. Mm. And they're pretty big. Like you might've heard of them before. They're, they're, they're pretty big now. Um, Violife is really, really good. It's like, I would say second to Good Planet. Violife kind of can sometimes get that thing, like I was talking about earlier, where it's like a little bit it's a little bit like grainy in your mouth. Like it's, it doesn't have the cheese, it has the taste, but it doesn't have the, the mouthfeel. Yeah. And the mouthfeel is like super important to the experience, you know? Right. Um, but Violife is really good. Miyoko's is incredible. Miyoko's is uh, this woman who started making cheese like decades ago and has perfected making vegan cheese. But her stuff is very small batch and it's very expensive. It's a lot more expensive. I shouldn't say very expensive, but it's a lot more expensive than the other stuff. But Miyoko's is incredible. You probably can't find that outside of like specialty stores though. Okay. Okay. Like I don't think you could get that at Vons, but you could get that at like, like up here we have um, like uh, new seasons, you know, like specialty stores and shit like that. Okay. Now, do you have, do you feel that you have to tweak your dough a bit for vegan food, for vegan toppings, or would you say that your dough at Baby Blue and Boxcar are good for any style for for both vegan and meat eaters? Totally. hundred percent good for both, both styles. Like, like I said, like I learned in at, like at Gracie's where it was like, that's, pretty much strictly meat eaters or like, um, you know, omnivores or whatever. Um, uh, so yeah, like I learned making just like dough for meat eaters and I didn't want it to be like a, I wanted it, like I said, I just wanted it to be like pizza that people were like, this is super good. So I was like, I, I don't really need to tweak it at all. Like I can just like make, like make my own dough recipe and just kind of go off of that. And it doesn't, it, it, it's vegan just like by virtue of being like, there's no animal product in it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, 
it, it, it was vegan to begin with. And like most pizzerias you'll go to actually, I bet it would be hard to find a pizzeria. That's like kind of like a legit pizzeria that their dough isn't vegan. Um, and I could be wrong, but that's like my guess. Yeah. I mean, some people would use lard to rather than oil, but I mean, that could easily. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. But totally. for the, for the most part, that. dough is probably vegan. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's at least the dough that like I'm into where it's, like I said, just like starter, salt, flour, water, a baby blue. And then at uh box car starter, salt, flour, water, and, uh, and olive oil. So oh. it's just like simple stuff. Yeah. You know? Hydration for your spots? Uh, hydration at Baby Blue is about 70. And then hydration at Boxcar is like about 75. And it kind of... Ch- the thing with me when I'm making my dough, and this might be like terrible to say, is I'm like, I'm not super opposed to when I'm measuring out the water. If it's 10 grams over, if it's 15 grams over, I'm not like, this has to be 100% exact. Because honestly, I'm like, let's see if this like pr- produces something cooler, you know? Like, I'm not going to go like 100 grams over, 150 grams over, but I'm like, it can go, there's like a, a space, you know? And then you can learn from that, you know? Um, happy accidents can sometimes happen, you know? So... But yeah, it's, that's why I say it's like about, so it's like, I do like 70, uh, 70% hydration at the wood fired cart. Uh, and I cook those at around seven thirty. like I said now, because in, in the beginning I was cooking around seven sixty. but I learned that I like actually, a, it's a little bit lower temperature and it makes it a little bit, uh, a little bit crispier when you cook it like seven sixty. that's like almost like true Neapolitan where you pick it up and it's like kind of sagging down. And I was like, I don't know if I really like that. So like seven 30, it's like, you could pick it up and it does the fold where it like stays, you know? Um, and then at boxcar, yeah, it's like uh, 75 Detroit style is a little higher hydration. Um, you know, you cook it around 600 for a longer time. Uh, and yeah pretty standard ways of making pizza you you wanted to make a product a great product and it just happened to be vegan and exactly you know very much saying by that yeah and like i said i'm not that guy who's like out there being like change the way you live your life because i don't think people actually respond to that you know i would rather like present someone and be like yo check this out do you enjoy this this is vegan you know like I'm not trying to trick anyone and be like, this is me. And then be like, nah, it's, it was vegan, you know? <laughs> vegan but, has good options is what you're yeah, trying to present. I just want to, I just want to have some people that have options and be like, this could, you know, it's, I, I think it's just as good. And I've been told that it's like just as good by what is great is the best, best, best feeling I ever have is when meat eaters come to either shop and they tell me, dude, I'm not vegan and I love this pizza. Like that is the best, best feeling I have, man. Like, cause that's the, like I said, dude, it's just like, I just want to make good pizza. That's that's what I want to do. You're on a mission. Any next things for, for you, for baby blue, for boxcar? Oh man. Next things. Well, 
for boxcar what's interesting is like because like we opened up in the pandemic and like i said like no one's coming inside like it's going to be interesting because inevitably the pandemic is going to be one way or another whenever that happens i'm gonna have to figure out a way like then people are going to be coming inside and ordering and all that stuff and which will be fine but we're just gonna have to figure that out that's like the next thing on the list to do that uh to figure out how that's gonna go yeah um but other than that it's kind of just keep on trucking along keep on keep on putting out the fires you know make sure uh make sure the employees are happy and just try and sell sell pizza damn you summed it up in the perfect way (laughs) (laughs) he has my job (laughs) (laughs) any last tips for folks any last words um you know if you're trying to get into pizza one definitely get a job in pizza and you know don't be afraid to reach out to people i get people dming me all the time and i i love it i love talking pizza when you dm me and like hey you want to talk dough want to talk pizza i was like dude fuck yeah i do i love talking pizza pizza nerds are people that own pizzerias are straight up pizza nerds so if you're trying to get into it, like, don't be afraid to reach out, reach out to me or reach out to you reach out to anyone, you know, and people are cool. You know, don't be afraid. If you want to like start your own thing, you can't really have any reservations. You really have to just do it. Put yourself out there. Maybe, exactly. Maybe find a mentor like Odie and Dude. Just jump in. Dude, having a mentor is huge, huge, huge. So cool. I look forward to the day that you have your own mentee if you don't already have one, because I'm sure you're going to be a a fucking great person they can go to. Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate kind words. Yo, and I appreciate you for being on here. Thank you so much for educating me and educating the listeners. Appreciate your time. Dude, thank you for having me, man. For real. It was a good time. Have a good one. You too, bud. Cheers. Odie, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you blessing me with your knowledge and your love for pizza. You have accomplished so much, and I'm so glad you've taken pizza to the next level. And yes, it just happens to be vegan. Oh yeah, to you, the listener. What did I tell you? Didn't I say it was going to be an amazing show? I know. Just trust me next time. If you... No, not if you like the show, but go ahead and get on your IG and go find Odie's pages. Add both Baby Blue and Boxcar. Show him some love over there. Tell him you loved him on the What's Good Dough podcast. And make sure to try out his pizza the next time you're in Portland. I hope you all enjoyed the show. As always, I'm always open to feedback. So leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts or just drop me a comment or a private message on IG. I'd love to address any of your thoughts anytime I can. Always trying to make a good show for you, the listener. Till next time. Peace.